sir hello how are you i'm doing well how are you tired yeah yep (laughs) that's me tired hi tired what's up i'm sleepy nice to meet you hello sleepy uh oh look who's here groggy Oh, oh. Well, welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Pretty Neat Podcast. As just stated, my name is Sleepy. Uh, next to me is Tired, as we just saw, and freshly logging in is Groggy. How are you tonight, <laughs> sir? Am I Groggy? Yeah. You are Groggy. Can you guys name the seven dwarfs without looking it up? Dopey, Doc, <laughs> Sneezy, mm, Bashful, no, no Bashful, Grumpy, uh, Grumpy. We got Grumpy, right? Did we say Dopey? I don't think so. No, which is there was no Dopey. There's no Dopey. No, no, no. We did not say Dopey. There is yeah. a Dopey. Yeah. I don't know that that name would fly today. Ryan, did you get new glasses? No. Oh. I like those glasses, though. They kind I don't of know stuff. They've got a spark to them today, a sparkle. It's funny we're talking about the seven dwarfs because I saw the uh, second to last performance indefinitely of the uh, light parade, the Main Street Electrical Parade, rather, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, the seven dwarfs. And uh, is Snow White their concubine? What is she? The, the girl that lives with them. Uh, <laughs> are part of the closing act kind of yeah they're like in their own carts if i remember yes. correctly they were actually walking yesterday oh wow wait you went to disneyland yesterday yeah after work you realize that rachel ostovich was there with loren yesterday right why would i know that <laughs> i i mean i know you're not on social media but damn it ah there's pictures and everything on social media of the entire Jesus is Lord Jim from Hawaii. Was uh, Max there? No, he's not from that gym. No. Oh. He doesn't well, believe cool. in Jesus. That's cool that they were there. Um, we were there in the afternoon. So, hey. Yeah. It just means that y'all have great taste and place to go. Yeah, we had fun. That's awesome. Yeah. How else was the rest of y'all's week? Was it pretty good? I had uh, the first back to school night in multiple years. Oh boy! So it was actually really pleasant and a, a much better turnout than anyone thought we'd get. So, yeah, went to a oh you guys throw the fucking record books out with this. Went to a low A minor league baseball game on Tuesday, not the one that's right down the street from my house because that would have been way too convenient. <laughs> we had to drive to fucking San Bernardino, beautiful San Bernardino, California, where the air doesn't move and time is stuck in 1993. And uh, 
Was that the Why Quakes? did we go? It, you know what? No, it's not. It's the San Bernardino, the Inland Empire 66ers of San Bernardino because the Angels can't even get their fucking minor <laughs> league team's names right. Although I have to say the 66ers jerseys are fucking awesome. Hmm. Anyway, we went there. They played the Quakes, who are from Ranch Cucamonga, who are the Dodgers affiliate. And we went to that game because a family friend of my grandma's and my mom's have a son who was drafted to play shortstop for them. And that's where they assigned him. And uh, so we piled in the car and we, we drove on out there and uh, well, wouldn't you know it when we got there, he wasn't in the lineup <laughs> and he didn't play. And so I sat through nine. Now I love baseball. I, I even like minor league baseball it was actually an entertaining game, but is it one of those situations where you're kind of you fit you hear that like early when you get there and you're kind of pissed until after you've had two beers and some food, <laughs> then I, you can enjoy yourself? I wasn't all the way stoked, I'll say that. Okay. Nice. What are you drinking? This, well, I'm really this one. This is not this. Ryan, uh, I'm sure you will agree that Stone IPA is a Mount Rushmore IPA. Yeah. Good answer. Their 26th anniversary is apparently a just ramped up version of that. And I picked up a six pack of that today and I'm about to pour that. This is just some bells too hearted that I'm finishing up. Uh, my father-in-law, the immortal cliff. Yes. Uh, <laughs> said that they brought back the original stone pale ale, which, you know, they had gone to a 2.0 version. Yeah. So and they then it, they the discontinued original. that a long time ago. Yeah. They brought back the original. He has a, a crowler waiting for me at his domicile, which I am going to pick up tomorrow. That's pretty cool. Uh, I really a a big fan of the original stone pale ale. Um, They have stone pale ale, San Diego style that I've had at stone a couple of times, but if that's not what you're talking about, then I have not had it recently. No, this is the, he he told me it's the original stone. That's pretty great. I have had many, many, many gallons of regular stone pale ale, the original from like 1996. So, Shit. maybe i'll make a, a three-day weekend trip down there since my wife's out of town i should have planned to get like obliterated drunk for this episode where'd she go uh she went to your neck of the woods she's oh yeah visit some family yeah that's uh, gonna be a good time so i've got the house to myself no pants as you can see <laughs> <laughs> which every nobody else can see we are <laughs> We are an audio-only podcast. I kind um, of always imagine you not wearing pants. <laughs> well, is there any other way you would imagine me? <laughs> I'm not going to have pants on. I'm going like to chill out. I'm going to watch some video games. I'm going to maybe play some movies. <laughs> what are you going to... Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> what, really what game are you going to watch? <laughs> no, I'll probably play a couple video games haven't in a long time uh there's a movie i wanted to watch specifically this weekend that she wasn't interested in which one and now it's totally slipped my mind but you saw nope yes you liked it what do you think (laughs) so okay uh we recently watched it over the weekend as well so i actually went to the theater and saw it um not kind of of not realizing i could get it at home aaron if i recall you said you thought it was great Mm mm-hmm Tell me more. <laughs> From what aspect? Okay, so I'll say this. Why did you think it was great? <sighs> yes, why did you think it was great? And I want to well, preface my question with more information so that 
it's I don't want to argue. I think there is a very, very good movie somewhere in there. I just don't think it's what came out. Anyway, why did you think it was great? The only comment I would have on the uh, or not even comment, it would be a criticism would be I think there's better acting choices that could have been made for a lot of roles. That's your Um, only criticism. My only specific one that I have, but everything was done very intentionally. Uh, And before I make my statement, uh, I did study film for a period of time. I grew up on Westerns. I love Westerns. Yul Brenner, Charlie Bronson, and and those folks were some of my favorites. I also grew up with a love of video and cinematography. I lettered in cinematography. I, I studied that, which was a massive plus of this movie the cinematography was was excellent um and it did the right things that westerns did uh when framing its shots to basically guide one's eyes without doing it on purpose and uh they kind of nailed that and tricking your eyes is the entire purpose of nope it's the entire background message of nope uh and that goes back from of course frames per second the still images being video yeah pretty direct commentary to the importance of you know focusing on the things uh or the the um the uh the good luck omen you know the shoe is absolutely meaningless there's no purpose for the shoe and that's the exact point is it's something that randomly took his eyes away from the gaze of the ape, which if he had looked at the ape's eyes, the ape would have killed him. So it's a random stroke of bad luck that's meaningless, that appears to have meaning. The shoe that landed right side up, mm-hmm. but it actually doesn't have meaning. It happened by total fucking chance, just like it could in any situation. But because it distracted him because it looked weird, he didn't accidentally stare the ape in the eyes and let it rip him to shreds so So, okay it had a lot of it had a lot of things that had to do with deceiving the eye by yeah not intention not intentionally though it's just because of how the eye works um and then the um you know social commentary wise that's to each their own it's a subjective thing so that's like hey i hope they got their message across it i'm not the target audience for that message particularly but yeah, artistically and how it referenced uh, those types of things i love man versus beast stories not okay. man versus alien stories so like i'm not a sci-fi person per se but i am like a you know man you know uh what's the one with fucking leonardo dicaprio where the fucking bear rips him apart Revenant. like yeah, I'm I'm a man versus the element type of situation. And, and this was kind of a, a different sort of take on that. So okay. I liked it. Um, but yeah, the um, any sort of socio-political commentary, uh, they really kind of missed. Uh, and you can tell they missed it because it didn't get the same audience traction as Get Out or Us. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they tried to. I didn't but see either. I, I think of those. they I think they tried way too hard. You know, because they said it. You have to say the things in in this movie. Mm-hmm. You have to talk about black culture and its effect on cinema uh for it to happen. But you don't when you look at us 
And well, when you look us at is literally about an ageless family, like eating the soul of a black person, right? No, that's or, or some get version out. of that. Or sorry, get out, get out, yeah. somewhat. Yeah, that's somewhat that's like that. a More little sci-fi. bit, a little bit on the nose, but okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, what did you think? Um, I wasn't overwhelmed with any type of strong emotion. To be quite honest, we watched it twice because we rented it. So we wanted to get the most bang for our twenty dollars. <laughs> Try to but, figure uh, out what the hype was about. Yeah, so we rewatched it. There on the upon rewatch, some things made more sense or more yeah. connection. But uh, I'm not really a fan of the suspense and or horror genre. To be quite honest, me either. So I could do without it. Yeah, uh, my wife is quite the opposite, so I have to pretend to be brave and watch the <laughs> movies with her, and and that's what I did. That is being brave. It's only bravery if you're scared. That is I true. Was scared. Yeah, isn't that a Harry Potter thing? Serious Black um, taught me that. So so I agree with you. The cinematography was really cool. They missed like, the thriller and suspense elements, hard. but I didn't need that. I thought there were a lot of really interesting camera angles, mm, a lot of maybe. very intentional ways to draw your eyes to certain things. Kind of like you said, um, I like the way they used the title of the movie in the movie. Um, <laughs> every single I, time I, I actually thought that was like really effective that they did that. Um, <laughs> there were stretches where I was really into it. Yeah. Um, when the kids are dressed as aliens in the barn, spoiler alert, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is Dude, cool. And, and I was into that. Yeah. And then it turns out, you know, I, I the what if he'd blown away one of the kids? My pushback, I would have. <laughs> well, then it would have been a Tarantino movie and it'd be completely different. <laughs> My pushback to you about the, the monkey chimpanzee segment, which took me a while to figure out why they're even telling that story. Here's where they missed the mark. If it had been the main character, whose name I still don't know, I guess he's one of the two, him and his sister. If it had been him as the actor under the table and making the connection that you don't look it in the eyes, okay. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was the guy who got eaten by it basically immediately. And Mm -hmm. um, the thing didn't have eyes. So it had like a notch, it looked like. (laughs) But... So that was kind of my issue with it. I was even into, to you know, they show you very, very early, right? He understands the horse. He can feel the horse's emotions. And he's saying, we need to give it a break. And then they don't. And it goes wrong, right? The horse should have kicked the actress in the head, but he, he didn't. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> but the seeing the the connection with the, the chimp on that TV show set didn't, like, it, it had to have been him as a little kid. It had to I could see it, yeah. Because there otherwise there's no connection there. Or just don't have that section because he can show you that he can feel the emotions coming off this this creature without being the you know, I, that that's where and then I just thought once the thing itself became a monster, not a flying saucer, I, I kind of was out. Um, <laughs> once it became an evolved Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then when it literally did evolve and open up into like some sort of wild looking fucking hot air balloon. Then it was like, OK, I'm this has lost me 
now. Yeah. Um, again, I'm all into the cinematography. I thought the sets were really cool. There was like there was a lot of good stuff in there. I just didn't think the execution. Yeah. Was I do know why it had to be there. a different person. And maybe know. that's why. I know that's why. what people would say about this podcast. The parts are all there, <laughs> but the, <laughs> the outcome, why did it have to be a different person? Tell me. Uh, so that they would learn from it. Uh, he, uh, the Stephen Young's character, mm-hmm. um, whose name I don't remember, uh, didn't understand why the chimp didn't rip him apart. He was, just thought he, he was jupe. His, jupe. his character's name was jupe. Jupe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh he he just thought he knew how to feel the relationship with the animal he thought he understood how to respect it um but he didn't he didn't realize it was because he wasn't looking it in the eye he didn't learn that lesson he just thought he knew how to tame the wild beast he was sacrificing a horse yeah so he thought he'd befriended it by giving it what it wanted Mm, a fist bump so to speak which is what he gave to the ape and uh, or to the chimp. And in this one, he didn't know that he didn't control the animal like he thought he did. He thought he did because he was feeding it horses. And uh, he didn't because he looked it in the eyes and it got intimidated and kicked his ass. I really liked your metaphor about how that's our show, though. And that'll probably be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> The things we talk about on the pretty neat <sighs> podcast when there's no fights. <laughs> At least not last week. Uh, shit. There was. I felt like there was something interesting, though, that was, Contender Series was all right last night. A couple nights ago. I did not see it. Yeah. Wasn't too bad. I think Jordan. I'll say it. This is controversial. Family Guy made this joke, though. I think Jordan Peele has reached a point where anyone is going to say anything he does is phenomenal, whether it is or isn't. Yeah, and you know what? Good for him because that's that's literally the American dream. So, yeah. speaking of the American dream, he's obviously supremely talented. No, no doubt there. <laughs> Speak. Yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of the American dream. Did you see a fight that's happening on UFC 279? Because it, it might be the most American car uh, fight ever put on paper. The most American fight ever put on paper. <sighs> All right, continue. Jake Collier is fighting. No. <laughs> Collier is fighting. Didn't Chris we Barnett. determine at some point? <laughs> That Chris Barnett was from Spain. Yeah, he rocks this. He he comes out to the Spanish kit. For <laughs> and he dances. Reason. But he lives in Georgia, I believe. And let's face it, he lives the American lifestyle. He certainly does. Mm-hmm. Yo, His I want BMI is all American. That that spinning wheel kick when he knocked out um who was it? Who did he retire with that? Do you remember? Uh John Volante. Yes. Uh I watched some of his earlier fights and he's like, that's what he does. I actually think he's going to knock out Jake. That's very possible. <laughs> and they're I mean, you can coming look, off losses. They're both coming off losses, but you can see that, that Chris actually has the experience advantage in this one, which is not the usual for Jake. 
So yeah, he's got 17 of his 22 wins by knockout. It's pretty mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah. So this is a week from Saturday. Yeah, we do have. And to this talk. is this is Nate and two weeks. Yeah. A yeah, week from weeks. Saturday. Week from no, Saturday. A week from Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at his previous fights. Sorry, I'm. Uh, I'm. Ooh, Chris Barnett at plus two eighty five. I don't hate that. Yeah, and I think he's gonna win. There's yeah. a number of fights on here that are interesting. Yeah, this is Nate and Hamza. Okay, we'll talk a little bit more about it since we have some time today. Yeah, sure. Um, but Easily. um, what was there anything else over the weekend? <laughs> uh, Donovan Mitchell got traded today. Speaking yeah, of MMA, saw news. that going for to next, Cleveland for next to nothing. Yeah, all all picks and some other. Colin Sexton's not bad, but he's not Donovan Mitchell. He's not Donovan Mitchell, no. Um, so Evan Mobley, you know who Evan Mobley is? Yes. Uh, played basketball with my younger brother. Wow. Um, who played with him and his brother for their dad, and Evan is uh, the real deal, as they say. So that will be an interesting pairing <laughs> with Donovan Mitchell is the, the end of my point there. They were already a playoff team. They're definitely going to continue to be in the East. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm intrigued, right? Cause I know New York was making a really strong push for him and Cleveland just swooped in, which is very un-Cleveland like. Yes. Especially, I mean, they're never going to be able to sign a guy like that as a free agent. So it's only going to happen as a trade. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's under a max deal, so they can't. They've got him under control. Good, good move by them. That's that's good. And you know they're thinking, okay, we sign him, we have Mobley, LeBron's a free agent in a couple years. <laughs> Come home, do it again. Maybe we can figure out a way to draft Bronny. Yeah, I mean that's going to have to be a condition, right? You have to uh, do whatever is needed to trade up and, and draft my son so that I can play one year with him in the NBA. I don't know if they'll have to trade up to get him. I don't, but yes. And yes. Trade up, trade down. I, whatever it is. Whatever that whatever is needed must be done. Signed and trade. All oh, that's that effect. All the fun things. Aaron Donovan Mitchell is a basketball player. <laughs> is he? Yes. Does he play for the Austin team? He no, no. <laughs> he was in Utah. Now he's in Cleveland, and he's I'm totally very, very, very talented. And uh, who would the yes. UFC equivalent of Donovan Mitchell be, as far as like stature and? Yes, tell me that. That's future, <laughs> future. You know, the the brightness of his future. Who is the? Who is Donovan Mitchell in the in the UFC today? <laughs> That's a that's a hard comparison to make. It is. It's, it's going to be like somebody in bantamweight or featherweight. That's like an up and comer. Just because of his size, you're saying? Well, in relation, right? He's a he's a point guard. So while he's well above six feet tall, he's definitely not the tallest person on the on the court. I think he's he's a little more of a two guard, isn't he? Is he? Is, is yeah. he like Stefan Struve? So he is six one two fifteen. That is not so. Honestly, he's like Yuri Prohaska. Okay. Except Yuri might be a little bigger. 20, 26 points a game, four boards, five assists. He's like a top 15 player by any stretch and probably even a little higher than that. Huh. 
the new cards came out the last week, which I've been saving up to buy a box. Okay. I bought a box and it had some crazy good cards in it. Do you stream your polls live on Twitch? No. Should I? Uh, well, I, I kind of well, think there's there's something to be said for a live audience, but carry on. Yeah. Well, you know what? I really love box alarm trading. They're a group that does that out here. Then I met the guys here. They're really awesome. Watch their YouTube. They're fun. I th- believe they're firefighters outside of collecting. Okay. That's a free um, shout out. We should totally, <laughs> totally a free shout out. Hey, you guys, Eric, Zach, free shout out. Only this time because of Dom. That's right. But no, we'll do some picks or something against them pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be fun. Um, or we'll play this type of, of game. Um, but yeah, I hit a uh, number 25 of 99 Patty Pimblet. That's got like 300 people looking at it or some shit. Okay. And um, uh, a Khabib piece of his shirt or glove. A uh, uh, piece of brand like one Marine. that he wore on his way to or from the buffet or <laughs> I don't know, but it's a one of 10. So All it's right. like very limited. And then a gold Amanda Nunes. But I also picked up uh, this one too. this. Uh, Big Nog autograph. He, look, he can still write his name. Good for him. Yeah, it's very shaky. It actually makes me a little nervous. Makes but you no. nervous or does it make you sad? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me a little sad that makes me a little sad yeah i would like for your ryan if you wouldn't mind picking a number between one and 150 whoa 300 oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> three what, no that's wait, not ryan ryan what are you drinking tonight <laughs> i'm I, I am now going to get another liquid death i have not drank <laughs> any alcohol in over two weeks Oh, uh, well, good for you. So I'm on antibiotics. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Heal you ever, my you ever, you ever fuck around with a Z-Pack and some Pliny the Elders? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I did watch my wife get violently ill after having two drinks while on some type of doxycycline variant. Um, so, you know, trying to learn from others' mistakes. Sir, I have two words for you. Unpleasant. Unpleasant. <laughs> inadvisable <laughs> a number between a one number. and 150 <laughs> 99 99 is a Ooh. good number we're gonna flip the pages here number 99 sir is this man a jedi or a sith paul craig he's a jedi i agree you think so yes, yes. i agree too yeah now dom you will not get the same question, but I do need a number between one and one fifty. Three hundred and sixty-one. <laughs> um, what if I let's was like, go with fifty? Holy shit! Holy shit! Hold on. All right. Holy shit! Hold on. I have a three hundred and sixty-one. Oh wow! And it uh, would no be way. no Michael way. Chandler. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so was this staged? Did what? I say three hundred and sixty-one? Was that the number I gave? You did. This is 100% not staged, and the fact that it is my hero is yeah. is all the better. Fucking Iron Mike, come on the show. We love you. Only, and you know what? He seems like the type of guy that if we could get a hold of him, he probably would. Hey, I yeah, maybe... you got to call him by his right nickname. It's Iron Michael. Iron Michael Chandler. Yeah, well, I did maybe 
reach out to him or his team. Anyway, right. Iron Michael Chandler, <laughs> your question, your question, which Hogwarts house is he in? Oh, Gryffindor. It's, it's, that's not even, it's not even close. Michael Chandler in yes. Gryffindor? Absolutely. Ryan? Um, you know, I'm going to reacting in the moment. Let's see. I'm going Hufflepuff. No, Don't. he's not a Hufflepuff. He's have so you, you he have read the no, series, correct? No, you're right. Yeah, he's Gryffindor. The Hufflepuff is the leftover house. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a Gryffindor. Beauty. Ryan Hufflepuff gets a oh. bad rap. <laughs> they're they're. They are the leftover house, but they're usually full of hardworking individuals that are very empathetic. And That's hey, true. never forget in the Battle of Hogwarts. Never forget. Neville should have been a Hufflepuff. And also, maybe that's not true. They had Cedric Diggory. And in the Battle of Hogwarts, where I was going with that is they didn't leave. Slytherin left. (laughs) They were in the dungeon. I say that as someone who about 48% of the time gets sorted into Slytherin. But I digress. (laughs) Nothing. The other 52, you ask? You both know. Ryan, one through no, no, no. One. Which one is it? What's the other fifty-two? What? Ravenclaw. You both know it's Ravenclaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is definitely Ravenclaw. One through one fifty. Ryan, <laughs> sixty-nine. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, how did I miss that? That's a good number because of oral sex. <laughs> Let's see who number sixty-nine is. Manon Farrow. Hey, she's an up and coming uh, flyweight, really yeah. good striker. What? Why? Okay. Interesting thing about Manon, she's not on the Paris card. Right. <laughs> right. No, that's a fact. She's not on. The no, Paris no, 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 no. Yeah. Was she? What? <laughs> no, she's fighting soon. She's on the Abu Dhabi card, October twenty second, fighting oh. Kagan. Katie Chooks. Chooks. <laughs> I'm a pretty big fan. <laughs> Chooks. That should be on a shirt. That should be on a shirt. I don't care. I don't care. That should be. Yeah, on a we. Shirt. You know what? We don't have fans. We don't have a fellowship anymore. We have the Chooks. <laughs> no, I like the fellowship. And I on, what you know what I like about it is that we never even discussed it. You just started doing it, and it totally works. Yeah, and I have it, not it, watched Rings of Power yet. Either have it, I. It started with like, yeah, when we like first started the podcast, like after like the third or fourth episode, I think we had nine active listeners. So I was like, oh, we have nine listeners. And then that's all we had for about eight months. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they became the fellowship. Here's the thing, though. (laughs) It fits because this was kind of always in a way in an MMA slash Lord of the Rings crossover podcast. Yeah, with some Harry Potter. It's come up more times than not. That's true. Yeah. One could say fighting occurs in a ring. And And the game of golf was invented in The Hobbit, so. Mm, Which made me laugh out loud when I read it, and that was probably the only good part of that book. Yeah, I said it. Well, the the men on for rope pull. I'm sorry, the dragon talks. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) Uh, Matt, 
<laughs> Only here, folks. Only here. Uh, uh, I can't get through another hundred pages of poems about their food. Um, men on Good for Lord. a row. I mean, this has kind of ruined this question that I had, so I'm going to skip this one and do the All next right. one, which is which fandom would this fighter best fit into? Manon Faro. Yeah. I would honestly say Harry Potter, probably Avila. I was going to say Lord of the Rings. She's not hot enough to be Avila. Mm. Oh, yeah. She kind of has that elvish sort of like Kate from Lost who's in The Hobbit. Is it the Lord of the Rings fandom or is it the Middle Earth fandom? I guess it would be Middle Earth. Or the Tolkien fandom. Ooh. I've heard Tolkienverse. Tolkienverse. Which, if you're a Tolkien fan, <laughs> Ready Player Two, the book is like all Lord of the Rings. Email us at the Pretty Neat Podcast. Is it at no. Gmail? Uh, go to the go to the website. Go to the, the website mailbag. and email us and let us know. Yeah, hit the mailbag. Which fandom should Manon Faro go to? Uh, Dom. Yeah. One through one fifty. So I'm gonna say fifty nine, and let me tell you why. Because Royce De59 is a rapper who just released a new album. And uh, on one of the songs, he calls himself Royce Nickel Nine. And I, I was like really impressed by that. So I have a, a kid in one of my classes who plays football and they have a game today and he was wearing his jersey and he was 75. I was like, can I call you Seven Nickel? He was like, definitely not. And I was like, all right, dude. <laughs> well, guess what? You get a zero on today's assignment. Get the fuck out. Anyway, go ahead. 59, please. Dude, I'm stoked on this one because I just sold one of his autographs on, okay. e- on eBay for a couple of hundred bucks. Nice. Oh, yeah. Awesome hands on Adrian Yanez. Okay. Who you just pulled. I'm going to ask you, Ryan. Hmm? Why don't I get to answer? I'm going to ask you, Ryan, for another number oh. between one and 150 okay <laughs> number nine this Ooh. is a weird game <laughs> all righty number nine zhang wei li yeah so we have adrian yanez and zhang wei li who wins in a fight adrian yanez, <laughs> adrian yanez. jesus all Christ. right that was easy <laughs> adrian uh, yanez pieces her up so bad it's yeah come on <laughs> I was worried. I was like, I better divide the this shit into weight classes. Then Jean, we can, like, Jean's about to get that title back too. How would uh, you guys and, feel? And then I don't think anyone takes it from her for a while. I, dude, I think you're right. I think Zhang Wei Li and Valentina are going to be like the warfare, not Valentina and Amanda. Have they fought each other ever? Uh, I don't know. No, that don't has so. that has to happen, right? Yeah, I think it should. Sign me up. Speaking of not wearing pants, I'll have except, to do except not really, but carry on. Would you guys be interested in like a poker version of this where I actually gave you like three heavyweights each and like you guys had to do a battle royale? I don't know how that's know. poker, but yeah, sure. How the fuck is that poker? That's more like magic the gathering. Well, we could do it like let it ride. MTG? We could do it like let it ride or ultimate hold'em. Like where you can like build your your anyway. Okay, I was at a bar one time with a a friend of ours. I think Aaron knows this individual, but I won't name him here. Um, and the bartender who re- you know a good bartender is an important thing at a bar, right? Mm-hmm. I think we all know that. 
This was one of those guys who wanted to talk about 7% too much. <laughs> and that resulted in me learning that he's a big Magic the Gathering fan. And now this, this friend of mine, the ultimate troll, goes, oh, I have two uh, mint condition black lotuses. And the, the guy, like without missing a beat, he throws it out there. And the guy like loses his shit. <laughs> and and like contextually i figured out that, that means something right and uh <laughs> every time i hear or see any magic the gathering thing that is that is what i think of black lotus the black lotus is the rarest card um and i actually think it's two i think it's banned in competitive play and he just dropped it like oh yeah i have two of them and the guy was like what yeah that it has was, to be that has to be fucking that's unreal. This one says there's a no, card no, currently no, no, no. He doesn't have any Black Lotus cards. Oh. He was trolling him. He was he was fucking with the bartender when he said it. There's a buy it now price on eBay for two hundred forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the whole point. Is he was this was years ago. I don't know what the price of him was at that point, but even still, that was the whole point of the joke is that he had two of them. Ugh. So. Is this this sounds like something Alejandro would do, but not the one we're thinking of? No, 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 no. Maybe um, not. No. <laughs> or Adam. <laughs> uh, you're closer with that. You're closer with that. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's funny. I only had uh, I only had two more questions. All right, let's do it. Um, so uh, last one was a combo, but Dom was first, so we'll we'll go to Dom and get his redemption for the get first pick one through. 55 or one, one through, through sorry one through 150 27 27 that would be ooh ooh that one's fun which power ranger would robert whitaker be <laughs> green ranger the green, green ranger really i went straight blue the blue, the nerd, the fucking nerd. So yeah, you know he what's... plays Skyrim all day. He's you a know total what's... gamer. He does play a lot of Skyrim. Now, you know what's interesting about that is my initial gut reaction was blue. But then I thought, well, I am not up on Power Rangers after <laughs> like Mighty Morphin season three, because then it went to, and yes, I am looking at powerrangers.fandom.com. Then it went to Mighty Morphin <laughs> Alien Rangers. No and it, it just got too intense for me. Um, <laughs> he's definitely intense. he's definitely not the White Ranger, Billy, who was or Formally Tommy. The red, sorry, Tommy, Tommy was the Red Ranger who became the White Ranger. No, he was Green yeah. who became Red. He was Green who became White, and his name is Tommy. Sorry. He's the only one who's an actual MMA fighter. Now. Hashtag alcohol. He was Green who became White. Red was jealous because Red was the leader before him, and I remember they had to like. They had to like reassemble him as the White Ranger, and then he got to wear the shield. I remember that the Red Ranger, the his name was Jason, but the actor's name was Tommy, which was the Green and the White Ranger. Red Ranger was name. Rocky. Yeah, after Jason, Jason like killed somebody in a car accident or something. Oh, <laughs> and they hired somebody else. <laughs> so fun fact about the Power Rangers. Um, the OG Black Ranger, yeah, uh, is like always at Comic Con, just on a, like a really shitty side booth. Johnny like, Young Bosch, he says, 
you know, get your picture taken, get an autograph with the original Black Ranger. <laughs> that is, I would fucking awesome. I want. I'm, I'm, I'm an Amy Joe Johnson guy myself. The Pink Ranger, she had a little skirt. Mm-hmm. One of my it. first crushes. I, I, I like the Yellow Ranger myself. Remember yeah. in the? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, R.I.P. to her too. Got she a little was bit, killed in a car. Wait a second. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> I I I was thinking a thing that would have made me sound super racist, so I'm not going to say it. Um, uh, who wasn't? I'm sorry. Wasn't there one who was from what I'll call the East? She was the Yellow Ranger. Yes, and uh, she was the Yellow Ranger. Uh, Thuy Trang, who played Trini Kwan in the original cast, was the okay. Yellow Ranger. I guess my problem is I'm looking at, mm-hmm. at season three. So they literally had the <laughs> uh-huh. the 90s were fucking lit. That's that's all I have to say. <laughs> like, yeah, they were. <laughs> but can you imagine if they did that now? They're like, oh, we're going to cast like <laughs> in a sense, they're ahead of the curve because they cast one from every, <laughs> you know, from every ethnic background. And then they're like, make the Asian one yellow. <laughs> Well, they they didn't have to stretch it with the Black Ranger too far. No, they sure didn't. Yeah, there Kane Velasquez could have been the Brown Ranger, and then the guy who played the Black yeah. Ranger was in. Uh, his name is Walter Jones. Yes, and he mm-hmm. was in that movie Brink. <laughs> that, was a, <laughs> that was a great movie. I remember that shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God. Jason David Frank was the guy who played the the green slash slash white ranger who I yeah, I think what? was an MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah, he's on Sure Dog. I don't My know. My God, he is. is an eighth degree black belt in karate. Yeah, dude, Good I was uh, I was absolutely 1992 a member of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan club, which yeah. did mail VHS tapes of Tommy's instructional karate videos. Everybody Every our age was a member of that club. Hell yeah. And I, I would credit I would credit his like early taekwondo because he, he practiced mostly taekwondo, if I recall. Like that was when I started, like six, seven years old with yeah. those tapes. For sure. But then you try it, you get your fucking ass beat by some kids at school, and your dad's like, cool, we're gonna box for the next five years. <laughs> uh fucking Australian wonder himself. Um, who who said this week, did you hear him? He said he thought he was gonna finish his career at light heavyweight. Did you really? hear that? Yeah, no. who, who are you talking about? Um, Robert Whitaker. Oh, that's right. That's how we got onto the Power yeah. Rangers. We said, "What Power Ranger would Robert Whitaker be?" And your guys' gut reaction was the Blue Ranger. Blue Ranger, yeah, because he plays Skyrim. Uh, but he also said this week that he feels like he's going to finish his career at two hundred five, which I think is a bad idea. That is a terrible idea. Hmm. Did you see Patty Pimblett was on the Steve-O podcast and he said he, he stepped on a scale on the podcast and he weighed 204. I oh. saw a clip of it where he was like getting some food and he looked yeah. rather ch- uh, chubby. Yeah. <laughs> 204. I am I am all set on the Patty Pimblett experience to be completely honest with both of you. I think he's going to get cuz I think he's going to get knocked out. I don't know by who, but I think it's going to be within his next two fights. I, again, we talked about this. I'd love to see a guy like Jalen Turner get his hands on him. Oh, yeah. The tarantula. No, That'd his next fight one. is the, we talked about this, this guy who's never had a uh, a fight go to decision. 
yeah gonna be lost by by gonna be a tough test for patty but i think uh uh you know yeah i got one more all right all right i need we each get to pick a number so one through 150 uh i'm gonna pick uh this one right here i have no idea what it is so i'm just gonna leave it there you guys pick uh one we'll go ryan first 41 41 okay i'm not gonna tell you who it is yet and dom 99 didn't you pick 99 already i don't think so oh yeah, you picked 99 yeah that was my sorry pick. give me uh 10 10 okay well this will make this a little more interesting interesting because we're gonna play a game of f mary kill <laughs> with three <laughs> fighters here well number 10 is is uh cooper cup and i will choose to f him so. number 10 <laughs> Mackenzie Dern, football player. Oh, nice. Number okay. ten is Mackenzie Dern. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the card I picked, number sixty, Viviane Aruhau. No thanks. And number forty-one, clear choice for husband material, Rafael Faziv. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I'd marry him because I'd be afraid of anything doing anything else. <laughs> uh, and I'd probably ro uh, roll around with McKinsey for a while. And sorry, Vivian, but you scare me too much. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it's a pretty clear uh, order <laughs> order of operations here. <laughs> yep. Uh, I guess this one was easy. Yeah, I have to separate these into female, male. Can I just lift weight weights with Fiziv? Is that possible? Yes, it's it's a L Mary kill. Yeah, is that <laughs> lift, be our thing that we do? LMK, <laughs> LMK. Okay, LMK. lift Mary kill. <laughs> All right, I'd lift with Rafael, and I'd probably marry Mackenzie Dern since she speaks English. Be a little Vivian easier. doesn't speak English. I don't remember if Vivian does. Does she? I don't know. That's a great question. Vivian, come on the show. Let us know what language you speak. <laughs> Should we talk about some upcoming fights? Up until the two, the, the co-main and main event on Saturday, most of the names on this card look like they were auto-generated by the UFC 4 video game. <laughs> Khalid Taha. Mm -hmm. They're like, I don't know, just put a name and some, some consonants and syllables together. It'll be fine. <laughs> I like the that. St. Denis is going to be there. Speaking he's a, of He's France. a very large favorite on yeah, that fight. Well, minus 270, according to ESPN. What what would you define as like a put it big, on your part like favorite like a big favorite anything north of four fifty or south I suppose if we're saying minus so like a lot in fact a lot of minus two seventies on this card that's weird um uh Cyril Gone is a minus five seventy five I'd say that's a that's a pretty heavy favorite yeah Nazareth. mini mini Kelvin mini <laughs> Kelvin yeah he's minus two thirty yeah hmm. 
Jarno Aaron's. Well, you See, are lying about the auto-generated names. names. Yeah. Uh, this featherweight fight actually. Nathaniel Wood. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, so, buddy. I'm looking forward to this fight, and I think that Wood is is the wrong is the wrong dog here. Is he balsa or oak? <laughs> <laughs> He's mahogany. <laughs> oh. You know, I actually think he fights at uh, bantamweight. So this he might be coming up for this fight. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's he's coming up for it, and um, which I think could be a disadvantage. Uh, Charles Jardine, I mean, he's got some amazing kicks, like Spartan level fucking kicks, like really can manage distance. So it'll be really hard for Wood, but uh, Wood has a way better clinch, and uh, strong his strikes are far better in the clinch. Uh, I think he could win this by by a finish. So that's maybe my 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 first kind of call. That's not the the expected return. One might say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Abus Abus Magomedov. Tell me, yeah. tell me those and Dustin Stoltzfus. Tell me those are real people. They're not. No. Get the fuck out of here. ESPN has Dustin at a plus two twenty. Uh, I'm pretty sure Dustin uh, lives in Germany. He got like a master's in uh, in 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 language, and he works in Germany. Oh, he lives shit. in Germany, uh, but he's from Pennsylvania, I believe. And this guy, <laughs> Abus. Yeah, he looks like he's smelling the N that's missing from his first name. <laughs> yeah, anus. <laughs> Faraz Zayam is fighting though. I'm a. I'm yep. a Faraz plus one seventy on ESPN. Mm-hmm. I'm That'll surprised be... that Joaquin Buckley is a, a plus two fifteen. Me too, because they're both strikers. You don't think that's maybe why though? Because I feel Joaquin's going to be too aggressive. You think he will? I mean, uh, that's I. You know, I mistake Joaquin and Khalil Roundtree. They have like the exact same body shape. Mm, yeah, it's kind of similar, except. Khalil's way bigger. Yeah. Buckley, I feel like, does his best work uh, in the clinch or escaping the clinch. And I don't, I think that Imavov's clinch is going to be too good. I think it'll be a easy decision for Nazardine. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see, I, I can see that. I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I would, uh, I would take a flyer on Joaquin for a finish. On that one, I definitely thought Benoit Saint Denis was wearing a mask in this photo. <laughs> and Gabriel Miranda has a dope stash. He is such a hipster. He looks like he knows where all the good cold brew is. <laughs> and he's got like the baby handprints on his chest. Uh, Christian. Quinones, another fun one, is fighting uh, one of the clowns from Killer Clowns from Outer Space based on that schnoz. Holy shit. That guy's got a nose. Khalid Taha, though. Quinones coming off of Dana White's Contender Series. Mm -hmm. This one's going to be hard for him because Taha is a fucking monster. Does uh, does Quinones train at uh, the the gym in uh, Tijuana? That was his face used to train at before he went to 
He trains at Entrim, Entrim Gym. Huh. I don't know where that is. Let's see. Taha handles boxers pretty well. Entrim Gym is in Tijuana. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh that's the gym that Brandon Moreno uh, was at when he got the title the first time, and then obviously oh, okay. just recently he left to go to Glory MMA in uh, fucking Kansas City. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now Antrim Gym is about nine feet over the border. <laughs> um, there is a Costco right there. <laughs> Oh shit! I didn't realize Nasrat was fighting John Macdessy. This is his last fight. Is it? Yeah, I. I hope so. Totally yeah, speculation. Been he's been around a while. Yeah, and he's had some bad knockouts. Uh, not that they've crushed his career or anything, but he he does not have the longevity that that Miller and those guys do. Um, you know your Guidas, but I, I think this will be his last show in the UFC. PFL. Yeah. Uh yeah, this is gonna be fun. What about Whitaker and Vittori? And I want to throw this one at Dom first. Whoa. This is one and two. Israel's filing fighting Alex. Let's Did say you Alex, see those pictures of Alex Pajeda standing next to Dominic Reyes. Oh my how is he bigger than Dominic Reyes? He is fucking huge. Huge. And huge Israel Adesanya. It's huge. I can't do that. It's like this, right? <laughs> Israel Adesanya is in a lot of trouble, I think. Mm-hmm. So now I now here's the thing. I wanna I wanna add a disclaimer. Adesanya is a true champion. He will not overlook anyone. But we just saw Kamaru Usman, who is Leon Edwards is not a better fighter than Kamaru Usman, and he got caught with a head kick and Alex Pajeda does everything better than Leon Edwards does. So. I don't think you're wrong. Adesanya has his work cut out for him. Well, if he, if Adesanya loses, especially convincingly, then probably won't get a rematch. And they are not going to have Adesanya rematch one of these two guys. He definitely will get a rematch. I don't think he will. I don't if especially if he gets finished because why if he gets wouldn't knocked, he? Because then he would have been knocked out by the guy twice and lost to him three times. But not in the UFC, so those don't really count. So who, who, where is the case? And and I'm not challenging you. I legitimately want to know who in Adesanya's position, who who has someone who has been on top for so long, defended it so many times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, has lost it and not gotten an immediate rematch. Mm, I don't know if I can necessarily think of somebody. I don't think but they're going to start doing that now. I don't think, I think middleweight's too interesting. I think there's too much fun to See, have. I don't. And I think Adesanya would be less likely to move up than Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Adesanya tried. He can't. Yeah. So I think Alex would move up. But my question is since they wouldn't have Adesanya fight Whitaker or Vittori again, no, no, I agree with that. Which one of these two do you think is going to fight Alex? And how do you think that would go? That's my question for you. <laughs> I guess you want my opinion. This? Yeah. Who wins this? So I think if you're Dana White, if you're Dana, I think this is, if you're Dana White, this is what you want to play out. You want Marvin Vittori to win. 
And then you want for Pajeda to kick Adesanya's head off. Mm -hmm. Then you want to see Vittori against Pajeda. And then like in some bizarro universe, I can see a world where Vittori gives Pajeda a little bit of trouble. Yeah, And then Adesanya works his way back and gets a title shot back after he's recovered from the head kick that, you know, probably took six years off the end of his life. Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? Because we've seen the Adesanya Whitaker movie before is really what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. The only intrigue would be if Whitaker like won in dominant fashion, like if it was yeah. a finish, then the, you, uh, I don't know. There's a small case to be made for the trilogy fight, which... You know, maybe mm-hmm. he who would who else who else would he fight? That's that's what I'm trying to figure out because Max got the third fight as well, but he had to walk through everybody like yes. again. And Whitaker's just always been the number one, the number one challenger, right? That's he's got the number one next to his name. <laughs> and and Marvin before he's number two, he's beaten everybody else. And I think I agree with you, Dom. I, I don't find middleweight to be that interesting. It's like extremely top heavy, and then prospects uh, who haven't proven mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, there's a big. Is it just me? Actually, no. We've talked about it in a couple of weight classes. There's that that talent gap where, like, the top five is l- like heaps ahead of ten through thirty, and then yeah. there's these prospects that they don't want to like. I think, that fast. I think middleweight is the worst example of that where you have two Might guys be. and then a chasm and then everyone else. And yes, Pajeda is the other guy. Yeah. Pajeda yeah. takes pay, let, let's be real about this. This is I'm not this is not even a dom dome. This is not me overselling yeah. it. Pajeda absolutely takes the head off of Derek Brunson, Marvin Vittori, Jerry Cannonier, or Robert Whitaker. He absolutely does that. No question. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is a fucking street fighter character. <laughs> that's what I, he is i think loser of this will face winner of cannoneer and strickland uh strickland's out oh yeah he's yeah, out he strickland got is out. i i uh, strickland is out i think adesanya gets an immediate rematch and then i i i could be wrong about this man i think he loses to him twice in a row okay well let's say if that happens right that plays out and then i think it's a fair assessment you know um the hate is much bigger he could go up yeah. to light heavyweight, fight yeah. Yuri Prohoshka. That would be I a think, fantastic fight. I think yeah, Gary's in real trouble in that fight. Well, he's not mm. defensively sound. That's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. And Pajeda is defensively sound. Yeah. Yes. Yuri would take one to get one, just like Sean did, and it, it won't work out. I will say this. Yuri held his own on the ground with Glover Teixeira, which is which – is, no pick is Im- impressive Bas- it's, it's impressive. basically impossible so he, if, he, he held it striking against Vulcan Ozdemir too yeah was, yeah but let's not pretend Vulcan Ozdemir is the striking of Alex Pajeda he's um, pretty he's pretty great though not not comp- comparable Yuri, I think Yuri is the more intriguing matchup for Pajeda mm-hmm. than even Adesanya I love it Israel Adesanya I respect him I I just I, I just don't know. The that Strickland fight was so convincing. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. not to say that Adesanya is not a better fighter than Strickland. He is, and it will be a much tougher challenge for Alex Pajeda. And if if Adesanya was like a wrestler, maybe my I would change my tune. He's just not. 
Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. I'm looking at the middleweight rankings too, and I'm like, yeah, you who, guys convinced who me. Is, uh, who's who's challenging for that? Well, yeah. well, Pajeda could be looking at like a six fight, two belt defense run. We could we in eighteen months we could be talking about him going for his fourth title defense in two different weight classes. We really could. Yeah. Or Adesanya could beat him by decision, and then he goes and beats the winner of Whitaker uh, Vittori. Pajeda, he being Pajeda. No, 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 I'm saying say Pajeda uh, loses, which I think we all agree would be by decision. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas his win will be by impressive knockout. Um, so say Pajeda loses by decision, then maybe he fights the winner of Whitaker Vittori for yeah. another shot at Israel. And then, okay, yeah. you know, I don't know. They throw, they throw Jack Hermanson or something in there in the interim. Oh yeah. If Darren to, Till to, comes to back. To fight Adesanya, Darren Till, whatever, whatever it is. Right. Yeah, yeah, Darren Till is just, it's more of an injury thing, right? Yeah. His ability to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, he got he's again, the guy who he? has the talent level maybe to make that division interesting. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, yeah. He's got to he's got to cheer up. Let's talk about the main event. Yeah, gotta love heavyweights. We saw last time Cyril gone fought. I'm representing the shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. We were there, UFC 270 in Anaheim this this past year. Um, we haven't had the luck of seeing Tai Tu Ivasa uh ding someone and uh yeah what do you guys think <laughs> oh. it's it's such a disparity in talent it's ridiculous um and cyril has the discipline to keep it his type of game we've seen him do that be, so many times which will likely just be distance management um a lot of leg kicks Ty's going to try and rush in. He's going to be way too agile. Uh, he could, Ty could potentially press the, press the issue. And then that will be met with some type of counter hook or something similar to that. And then it's, it's game over. Game over. Yeah. I have to agree. ESPN had an interesting article about Ty today. And they had one of the coaches was saying that Ty doesn't get enough credit for how technical his striking is. And that may very well be true. Um, they also noted that he's he's coming off a string of guys who aren't exactly known for their defense. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, Derek Lewis. And uh, and who did he fight right before that? Let me. Right, right before, before Derek, Derek Lewis, Lewis, he fought uh, Sakai and then Greg Hardy. Yep. And Harry Hunsucker. I mean, he's he's. I don't want to take anything away. We're fans of Taito Vasa on the show. I think he's good for the sport. I think he's good for the the organization. But I I think the talent disparity is simply too much. We're talking about the really the only guy not named Steve Amiot just to not get fucking flatlined by Francis Ngannou. And the only guy not named Steve Amiot just to win around against him in God knows how long. So <clears throat> I don't see it. Yep. I do. I'm picking Ty. Of course you are. Yep. I'm picking tie by second round knockout. Okay. All right. Yep. Under would, two minutes. I would, lo- into the I would love round. to see it just for yep. the sheer, you know, awe factor. 
Mm -hmm. I think it's going to look very similar to Derek Lewis and Stefan Struve. What are you talking about? <laughs> he can, what? He, hang on. No, 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 no. Hang on. I'm going to hold you accountable here. What about Cyril Gon's fighting style makes is reminiscent of Derek Lewis? Nothing. Okay. So how will it be anything like that? Well, he can push him up against the fence. No, he can't. The same way he did Stefan Struve, who's a foot taller than Who he is. Show me one instance of Cyril Gon being pushed up against the fence. Uh, his entire fight with Nganu. No, 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 no. <laughs> Francis took him to the ground. Yeah. That's not pushed up against the fence. He had Derek Lewis cornered really against the fence. That's Ty completely would do better. different. Ty is better against the fence than Derek is. Way better. Clearly. Clearly no, we're talking better. about Cyril gone. Yeah. And I'm saying that Cyril has not faced somebody who has the potential to do what Ty can do to him. Sure he has. His name is Francis Ngannou, and Francis couldn't do that to him. The Ty would do it better than Francis. I'm do dead what? serious. I'm dead serious. I think Ty will get in better than Francis did and will end the fight. Ryan, help me here. I I just don't I don't see how that's Ty can close the distance. He gets past push kicks. His leg kicks are brutal, so he who knows has, how to defend. Who and check. has he who has he fought him being tied to a who has a leg kick even close to Cyril Gons? He has his own. He knocked out Hunsucker with a fucking leg kick. And if you can throw him, you can defend him. Okay. Because in, in, in your head, Harry Hunsucker and Cyril Gon are the same thing. Okay. I'm just saying. And no, certainly that, not if you can throw them, you can defend them. That's like saying if you can throw a straight right, you can defend it. No, you can't. Ty has more experience as well. Uh, in the UFC, maybe. But I don't know if that's true in their careers. It may be. And certainly there is a path to tie knocking Cyril Gon out as there is a path to tie knocking anyone on earth out. But I think Cyril Gon's best <sighs> path to victory is submission in this hmm. fight. Okay. I do not think he should try and bang with Ty. But he doesn't try to bang with anyone. Exactly. He didn't with Derek Lewis. He just waited. He just picked him apart. And that's a long five rounds. And I'm sorry, but one of them is in better shape than the other one and has better cardio than the other one. Not to take anything away from Ty, who I love, but come on. Mm -hmm. we'll this see. is either this is either Cyril by decision or late stoppage a la Derek Lewis. This I think you're right Cyril, with the Derek Lewis Cyril, uh, comparison. Cyril, you just got it the wrong way. I think this will be a Cyril by submission in the first or Ty by knockout. Submissions under. rarely happen in the first. Now, if he clips him, and Ty goes down and Herb Dean is refereeing. So there's eight minutes before anyone gets there to stop it. <laughs> I can see Cyril jumping on his back and choking him out where then Ty literally is choked unconscious because there's still seven and a half minutes before Herb Dean gets there. But yeah, I'm not, okay. I would, I'm not fanboy in this one. This okay. is one that I would, I would bet on. I, I hmm. would, if I was out in Vegas, okay. I would, I would play. I mean, Look, 10 bucks on a plus 575 or whatever he is. That's that's not absurd. But nah, if this was the PNP picks OG, I would put all 50k on it. <laughs> oh my god, you're fucking trolling right now. And if this was the PNP <laughs> picks, what would happen to that 50k? You would lose it. <laughs> so uh uh plus so, I've never seen a Frenchman succeed in France. So okay. they've never they've well, never they've had never a card in France. In France. 
So what you said uh, is, is technically world, true. And that was accurate. a World War II joke. <laughs> you know, to your point, you're saying that uh, that Ty is going to... He can close. Fence and, ...and clinch. Only 29% of his significant strikes come from the clinch position. He Two-thirds of his significant strikes are from, from distance. Standard. That's Ty? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's Ty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But almost all of his in-clinch strikes are elbows and uppercuts that's like all he throws into clinch and both work so i can't tell you but and that's just from watching and all of those are bad against taller fighters especially when they rely on a muay thai grip um because his uppercuts i've never seen seen cyril gone grip anyone I th- I think we're going to on Tuesday. He probably has a mean Muay Thai grip, or which Saturday is like semi interlaced fingers behind the neck, and you kind of pull forward and knee up at the same time. I I don't. I, I again, I, I just I'm just not with you on this. Um, we're gonna find out really early on Saturday too, because the fights are so early. That it's is awesome. true. They're all the way over there in France. All the way. <laughs> It's like 10 All miles. The way. <laughs> Do we want to just briefly touch on 279? Yeah, we got a, we got a little time. Why Which, not? my goodness, save your money. I'm sorry. I don't support this. I don't. I I'm don't. A, I the agree. UFC is better than this. I don't support it. I agree with you. We have, seen, we have seen better headlining fights on fucking fight nights than this. Yep. Yeah, this shouldn't this should not be a pay-per-view, but it's strictly the Diaz name. And, now and, if they were like, you know what, fuck it, everyone, if you all you have to be is an ESPN plus subscriber to get it, okay, sure. Then I'm all in. But abs I I I do not support this. They're better than this. What did you think about that announcement that uh, ESPS uh ESPN plus subscribers get a discount on the pay-per-views now? Yeah, I'm into that. It's like 20 bucks, 15. Not bad. Off or it makes it twenty dollars or fifteen dollars. Yeah. I mean that's that's I'm into that. Yeah. Well, what I mean, it's pretty clear that just the overall quality of the card kind of takes it off of like the number, like why it shouldn't be a number. Yep. But what um let's look at the early prelims, just kind of take a gander. I don't nothing's really jumping out at me from there. No. You guys Norma, Norma Dumont's there. But. Yep, Norma, she's fun. But uh, on the prelims, opening it up, we do have the most American fight ever made, Jim yeah. Collier and Chris Barnett, which is going to be fucking awesome. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, Denise Chululian. Jeez, do, let me Pickett. ask you this. Do any of us run a faster mile than Chris Barnett? No, not that a fucking chance. That is correct. We do not. Not a fucking chance. He could carry me that I'm mile. willing to bet I ride a bike faster than him. Yeah, you got you got long legs. I'm a I'm a I'm a bike guy, but I cannot oh. run a mile faster than him. How tall is he? Five nine. Five nine. Ooh. Dang, nine. Dude, That's no. what I'm talking about. I can definitely run a mile faster than Chris Barnett. You think so? Absolutely. 100%. What do you think your mile time today is? I know Ryan. what my mile time today is. Okay. Yeah, eight and a half minutes. I've seen Ryan run. That's true. Ryan could probably outrun him. You may you might run a mile faster than he does. Could you run further? Than he could. I was gonna say, could you run five him? miles faster than he does? Yes. Okay. I kind of mm. think. I kind of think no. You think I that he could run further than I could? I think he runs five miles faster than you run five, but you might have him beat at one. 
Hmm. When was the last time you ran five miles? Uh, it's been probably a couple of months. Five miles is a long way. Yeah. Do you do you run a lot? And I just don't know that. Um, I try to mix it up between biking, running, other things as well. Okay. For cardio, okay. Yeah. I was I was trying to mix up a five k and ten k mm-hmm. like every other week, but I have to get back in the habit of it. That's why it's been a few months. Yeah. All right. All right. I might have to pick y'all's brain. I want He's to buy I want to buy a bicycle. Definitely faster than Aaron and I. Like a road bike or a mountain bike? Road. Just for yeah. around the block. Yeah, you know, I want to I love my road miles. bike. I was actually I need to take it out this weekend. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of road bikes, uh yeah, there's no easy transition to Hakeem Dawadu. <laughs> speaking of road bikes, Hakeem Dawadu. Is yeah. that how you pronounce that? Dawadu? Dawadu. Yeah. Yeah, I like Hakeem. Uh, that's a that should be a fun fight for him. Julian Arosa, his nickname is Juicy J. Nice. Who is a rapper? <laughs> Julian uh, Arosa is a rapper. No, Juicy, Juicy J. J. Okay. Juicy J. Uh, is Shamil Abdurakhmanov Rakhimov a rapper? No, but I, I, that's I do think he wears tracksuits though. Yes, he does. He definitely wears tracksuits. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of tracksuits, Johnny Walker and Jan Kutalaba. I'm looking forward to that stare down more than I'm looking forward to that fight. Okay. And I'm looking forward to that fight a lot. Okay. Because <laughs> Ian Kutalaba is crazy at stare downs. He did the body paint green one time. Um. Well, he, he looks like me if I grew up in Moldova. Yeah. He reminds me of Baby Dylan, <laughs> just a little bit. Ryan, you remember Baby Dylan? I do. <laughs> uh, this one, what do you guys? Any thoughts on this one right off the bat? I actually, this is a good one for Ian Kudalaba to see if he's ready for the rankings. Um, uh, I mean, he got beat by Magomed, of course. Um, and but Johnny, he gosh, you know. I, I I never know with Johnny. I have no reliability on Johnny. I mean, I'm out of the I'm out of the the Johnny Walker business. Ever so. since Jamal Hill knocked him into the like standing crucifix and then, <laughs> the testify, the testify, the testify knockout. That was beautiful. Um, Irene Aldana. Is fighting. She's number four in women's band debate. Is fighting number ten, Macy Shizon. Um, I think this one's going to be pretty competitive, but I think Irene is going to going to knock her out TKO. Um, probably by the end of the fight. I just wouldn't say when. But Macy wins by decision. Yeah, Macy has some great distance management, great kicks. Um, but. Erin boxing. She just knows how to get in there. She knows how to close it. I really like watching her fight. Okay. Got a couple of her autographs and stuff too. So make sure you go to the eBay and support me so I can edit the podcast. <laughs> uh, do you guys couple, know why this is a catch weight? Well, a couple Kevin interesting Holland. ones, both of these, right? Because Tony Ferguson going up too. Yeah, yeah. So catch weight right now is kevin holland daniel rodriguez now both these guys fight at middleweight so what is up with this catchweight thing do you guys and, know and what is the catchweight well I, kevin holland's been fighting at at welterweight he was a middleweight but he's been fighting at 
welterweight, yeah. which is a better weight class for him. Mm-hmm. Did he fill in for somebody on this? Do you know? I don't know anything about this fight. It feels like this whole card is full of people who are filling in for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel the same. <laughs> UFC 279 fill-ins. <laughs> they should go back to naming them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're going to have 11 good ones and one bad one. I guess this is the bad one. But but even the bad ones are still usually fun. There's like some weird matchups in there that can lead to fun results. Like, like Kevin like, Holland, Daniel Rodriguez. Yeah. Like Daniel Rodriguez is a fucking nightmare. He scares me. Uh, he owns a number of marijuana dispensaries in California. No. Yes. You can, you might guess by his tattoos. Um, Kevin Holland uh, doesn't own any dispensaries in California. He fights crime wherever he goes. Yeah. In Texas. Yeah. He's, from, he's in Texas. Yeah. Isn't he Represent. from Riverside, though? Kevin Holland? Uh, he's from I, Dallas, I, I think. Oh, okay. Um, Daniel Rodriguez, I think, is actually from Riverside. Uh, Erod. Uh, I like, I mean, they're both rookies. They're both prospects. They're both unranked. Huh? Kevin Holland's not a rookie. I would consider, uh, yeah, he's no, you're 23 right. and seven, and Rodriguez is 16 and two. They're prospects, then. They're not numbered. Let's go. I there. think they're journeymen. I'll, I'll say that. You don't think either of them could be champions? No. Champions? Ever? No. No. Not could they be either. ranked in the top 15? Yes. You know I what's think, funny? D Rod yes. looks, uh, he looks rather intimidating. Two thirds of his uh, wins by decision. Doesn't finish a lot of fights. Yeah. I think, I think looking at this now, I feel like this was the, this is the one to get people to bet on Holland. Cause I think Daniel Rodriguez should have the edge on this. I'm surprised. I mean, it's pretty much a coin flip, but. So looking at their significant strikes, D-Rod lands eight per minute. Yeah. He throws a lot. Kevin only absorbs two though. Right, yeah. and D. Rod oh, looks. 2. I mean, they they both have comparable defensive numbers, mm-hmm. and if you look at their grappling, they don't really take each other down. And D. Rod has way better takedown defense. Hmm. If this stays standing, I actually like it for Holland a little more. Shit, that's a lot of output. Wow, I don't really know who I like it for. Now I don't. I'm gonna go back and watch their fight libraries. Probably Kevin Holland for me, but it's I'm I'm not committed to that. I, I wish I knew what are they fighting at 170? I think they're fighting at middleweight. 185? Well, that would be a middleweight bout and not yeah. catch And this bout. was so is it maybe it's like 195? I don't know. No, because Holland was fighting down at 170, so I'm thinking they're fighting at 175 or 180. Okay. Interesting. Huh. All right. Unless what they're saying here is true, and perhaps that Daniel's going down to welterweight, and he, well, he's not going to miss weight. Maybe he knew he was going to miss, and they updated the contract. Huh. Like Nate and uh, Lawler. I don't know. Mm. After Nick that. And Nick and Lawler. Yeah, thank you. Um, and after that, we have uh, Li Jing Lang, the leech, fighting El Kakui, who's apparently one of my favorite fighters. Yep. Uh, <laughs> 
that was that was decided for me um what does this look like <laughs> is it just a repeat of what we've been seeing is kakui just washed dude this is gonna be a knockout <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is Leash. gonna be a vicious knockout for lee yes yeah calling yes. it now calling it now yeah i agree i i don't think you're wrong it would take some real magic from greg jackson to and he's he's not been there out. long enough we're not i mean yeah. he obviously has a, a all of the base right he doesn't need to learn the fundamentals but then you almost wonder if he does need to learn the fundamentals because i was about to say he i don't think he'll know how to follow a coach like greg in a fight he acts too impulsively when he fights and this is just a very tough matchup i i don't and it feels very soon we're we're not four months from his head getting taken off i don't it's like in dumb and dumber the fucking pd the parakeet he's like his head fell off it's like i don't <laughs> pretty bird <laughs> i i don't know i don't know about this one to a blind kid <laughs> i took care of it yeah i i don't know about this for for tony i don't know I'm surprised he's still ranked number 11 after the string what, losses. Why are there no odds on this fight? I don't know. We should maybe check. Can we, can you, can you, what's that site you always use? Can we figure this out? Cause this is not, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. Let's see if there's anything up there. Uh, there's fight night. UFC 279. There it is. Uh, Tony plus 220. Okay. As high as 225, as low as 175. Dude, look at that. Jake Collier is a minus 345 on Chris Barnett. Whoa. I am all Let's over Chris put, Barnett. Put plus two on Chris Barnett. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Hmm. Huh. Huh is uh I don't love Tony at that plus 220. No. Let's let's head back to our main event. And we'll get more into depth with this next week for sure. Maybe we'll have a guest on, maybe somebody from the fellowship to pick against us. That'd be fun. Either that or a fighter. We'll see what we can do. Um, but Kamzat Chemaev is going to be the conduct com- conductor of the orchestra playing Nate Diaz's Phoenix song. He is the man around whom this fight card was built. 100%. In the words of the immortal John Anne. So what is this going to do for Kamzat? Nothing. Cool. What is it going to do for Nate? End his career. End his UFC career. Does Nate literally do nothing. Does Nate have any chance at this? No. No? Not a realistic one. No. Even if he's, I mean, he's great off of his back. He's better than Gilbert Burns. I fucking at what Cosmot is a force. Jiu-jitsu. What is Nate Diaz better than Gilbert Burns at? Jujitsu. No. And ba- defense off his Absolutely back. not. Today? Today? No. Prime Nate Diaz, sure. Today? No. Yeah, maybe not. I don't understand how anyone could think, think that Nate Diaz issue. is going to win this fight. I can't either. There's not a chance he like pulls a Leon Edwards out of his ass and like which he didn't even finish. 
the only thing I could see is like a miracle triangle. Mm. Which Magomed Ankalaev lost to Paul Craig via a triangle, and he was kind of seen as this threat. It's it is a weakness to people with overbearing pressure, but he can hit too well. I think Kamzat's just gonna knock him out. Yeah. Poor Nate. I don't what if he wins? I mean, here's the thing. So I was going to say this about Ty and Sirogan, and I, I think the same thing is true here. There are a certain amount per year of like unexpected knockouts and or losses. Juliana Pena is one. Leon Edwards is another. The thing is, we already we just got one of those. So the chance of it happening in the next two weeks again feels limited. If that makes sense. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like the fluke thing happens, but it doesn't happen that consistently. That's why it's a fluke. And I I just don't see it here. But you can still land on red six times in a row in roulette. Sure you can. So maybe that could happen. That's a 47.5, 47.5 chance or whatever, or 46 and a half, whatever that number is. This is not a 50-50 fight. No, this is like a... 2% 2% chance. This is like winning. a 99-1. Yeah. Or 99.9.1. I just don't see it. I'm not even trying to be a Nate Diaz hater at this point. I just don't see it. I just, I don't either. It's the same thing. And all you know me, I'm not I'm not an Nate Diaz hater. Not an Nate Diaz army guy either. Mm-mm. I just think that he's uh, he's one of those guys who's more well-rounded than he gets credit for. Uh, and how, like, How would you qualify a statement like that? I'm, uh, again, he, I'm legitimately asking. He choked out Conor McGregor. Okay. He put him through a convincing, uh, a good battle the next time around. Uh-huh. He literally flipped the bird while successfully triangle choking somebody else. And he's been around a really long time. And he can get the shit beat out of him and yes. keep fighting. He is tough Which as you fuck. need That's to true. have with yep. Kamzat. Yeah. So a doctor's got to stop it or he's going to go to sleep because if he's on the ground, he will be looking for submissions. He won't just be defending. He will be a he'll be offensive if he's on the ground, which Kamzad may not be as prepared for since he's got that onslaught. Most people just defend, you know, no can defend Kamzad. <laughs> but I think there is there is no way to simulate in training what Hamzat does. Mm-mm. And even if there was, because nobody else has that ability, and even if there was, I kind of don't think Nate Diaz is like known as the gym rat. He's always training type of guy. Well, he trains for triathlete stuff. He barely trains for combat anymore. So what I've heard, I, I, I just think that's a very tall order. I, I just don't. I'm going to, I haven't played UFC four in like a really long time and i think i'm gonna load up a simulation of Kamsat and nate and watch all the ways only nate if it lose. has an updated version of both of them. i believe they updated it pretty recently okay um they usually actually do run updates with new rankings and stuff mm-hmm. once a month they're pretty solid on that if the gameplay was just better but yeah well it isn't um, yeah but it's gonna be a fun fucking card is it I think it will be, even though it's not that great. Like, there's not a lot of implications behind it. Yeah, I guess that's fair. 
there's like no implications behind any fight on this card. But it'd be fun. That would be a great one to see at T-Mobile. That would definitely be a good one for T-Mobile. What's the fight after that? This is the one Sean Strickland fell out of. Oh no, Sam Hagen and and Song Yidong. Okay. Ooh, and Giga's on that. Andre Feely's coming back. Ooh, against Lando Venata. That'll actually be a really fun fight. Uh, I don't think Andre's going to have anything left for the UFC if he loses. Tanner Bozer's coming back. I fucking love Tanner Bozer. Hell yeah. He could be at Cyril Gone too, Aaron. (laughs) No, he couldn't. He hasn't done Luma Lubunmi. She's awesome. I what? Loma? Luma? Yeah. Loma Lubunmi. She's a fucking pit bull. I love her. She looks like it. She's fun to watch. Is she She's... a Thai lady boy? Could be. And then Aspen Ladd is making her weekly appearance on a UFC card. Fun. <laughs> and Mackenzie Dern is Yanzi Anon after that. Is this the one that Sean Strickland <laughs> fell off of? Cody Garbrandt is coming back. Wow. And not even headlining against over Mackenzie Dern and Jan Janan. Wow. Ronnie Yaya. Ooh, Randy Brown, that's a good fight. Man, the fall from the top is, is steep. Hey, hey, 90s R&B singer Trevin Jones is back. Yeah. And he's being featured with Tabitha Ricci. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, the, the Trevin R&B singer Trevin Jones fighting against uh opera singer rowney barcelos or is it trevin giles that i like yeah you like trevin giles Giles. they're the same they're the same person and then we have another fight night alexa grasso this is the one sean strickland fell yeah this is a vivian arajo who we just we just played a a game of lmk (laughs) and uh taking a break from the royal shakespeare company is victor henry But that was yeah, that was a that was a Royal Shakespeare Company (laughs) reference. Fuck, fuck everyone. (laughs) What light through yonder broke my window? And then, ooh, two eighty, October twenty second. Oliveira Makachev. What's filling out on that card so far? Aljamain TJ. My goodness, Yon O'Malley, Benil (laughs) Daryush is combating a case of Gamrot. Manon Faro, who should be on the France card, is fighting Katie Chooks, like Chooks? we were talking about. Hey, Sean yeah, Brady and Bilal yeah. Muhammad, fucking that is such war. a good fight. Oh, geez. Vulcan is coming back against Nikita Krylov, and those two guys are going to throw down. Dude, let me bang. Malarkey <laughs> is going to fight. Uh, they're, they're so yeah, that's good. a good card. There's This is a good card the rest of the year is shaping there it up to is be 281 awesome. november 6th so there's a gap look at that november they'll 12th. announce more events i'm sure well you maybe not maybe october, not they could take a two-week break yeah october 22nd yeah. is 280 and then november 12th is 281 and that's the next card listed at msg where Zhang wei is retaking the belt like you said dan yeah. hooker's coming back did y'all oh okay there was one thing that we didn't hit on the re-recap. So okay. maybe we'll wrap up. Oh, on the well, end we got to talk about it, right? Yeah. Demetrius fucking Johnson. No, that's not what I was going to say. Did you guys watch the rematch he had with I Marais? Saw it, yeah. I saw that the knockout. Yeah. It yeah. Was great. It was great. And, and the fact that that's how he got knocked out in their first fight. 
I thought like was just poetic justice. Beautiful. Now, here's the thing, right? If that knee happened in the UFC, it still would have been legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he wasn't down, but it was yeah. fantastic either way. Mm-hmm. I watched a video on YouTube about how Demetrius Johnson's just swept under the rug by the UFC. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he never created drama. He was just not a story guy. They couldn't build anything around him. He was, you know, he came up in a broken family, but he found his love of his life in high school, got married early, had kids, and he's a working man. And he just does it by playing video games and hanging out with his kids and being potentially one of the best fighters in the world. Is Volkanovsky pound for pound now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And rightfully so, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Do you think he's going to break Silva's record that Camaro fell short of? Seems likely. Yeah. Think he can handle it down there at featherweight? For another four, five, six. How many does he fucking need? Shit. Because Camaro needed two to tie or break. Nay. Either way, I'm a Volk. He's beaten Holloway. He's beaten Ortega. He would likely beat Emmett. He would fuck up Qatar. Arnold Allen, question mark. He already beat the Korean zombie. Giga. mm, Bryce Mitchell. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Bryce has a couple of good fights. Who's he fighting next? He's got something coming up, doesn't he? Yeah, Who? He Bryce Mitchell? Um, oh, he's uh, no, he just fought in March where he beat uh, Barboza. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure That's... if he has anything announced. I don't huh. think he does either. Probably still getting investigated for January 6th. <laughs> that was a deep cut. So the, we didn't talk about the other fight. Which fight? The upcoming boxing match? Yeah. Or Logan Paul or Jake Paul Anderson Silva? Jake Paul Anderson Silva. Oh, boy. I think Jake Paul's going to get knocked out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was going to say, like, even if Nate pulled a miracle win, it doesn't mean shit because you want to call out Jake Paul, who's already destined to be knocked out by, by Mr. Silva. Mm-hmm. You know what? I was watching Jake Paul's knockouts, <laughs> Jake Paul's fights. He he catches people, you know, at a pretty solid distance. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do that with Silva. And um, he's nowhere near as fast, even with Silva's age. Like Silva's boxing match this year, he looked great. He well, looked he like beat, he'd been... Bef- he beat... Uh... He fought Camacho Jr., right? Mm-hmm. Uh no, uh Chavez. Yeah, Chavez Jr. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to Jake, I guess. Yeah, I suppose uh <laughs> how was that for analysis? <laughs> I guess, well, we'll see. It's so has this thing been announced or or no? The Silva Paul fight? Yeah. No, just in talks. Okay. Um I it's again it's one of those things where you just have that one slight there is there is it's not a zero percent chance if he zigs when he should have zagged one hook is all it takes and Silva's been knocked out it it more than once I just I 
I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we shall see. How should we send it out today? I don't really know. Maybe I should actually do like an outro for the fellowship. Like a like a hey. Thanks for listening to this episode. We okay. come out every week. We hope you listen. Go to the pretty neat hit the mailbag, send us comments, go to Twitter, find us on there, find us on Instagram. We talk to you. We're likable, chatty folks. We're just those annoying friends who somehow can make every conversation about UFC somehow. You know, I'm going to the grocery store to get bread, but then I realized that the weight cuts are tomorrow. (laughs) The weigh-ins are tomorrow, so I decided to get chicken instead. You know, so maybe uh, maybe that's what we should do. Kind of like remind folks to to spread the word of the fellowship and the pretty neat podcast. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell them that you sent them. We'll send you something special in uh, our thoughts. <laughs> special thoughts. Special thoughts. In dulcet tones. In dulcet tones.